beautiful gowns. They were old, maiden type of shoes. Just as I thought. And well, <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hi. What's wrong? <laughs> I'm sorry. That was really funny. Okay. Hello, everyone. Hi, and welcome to Team Too Much. Beautiful, oh, beautiful gown. That was the one. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to need to label this soundboard, okay, until I, like, figure my way around yeah. it. I mean, I'm enjoying it for what it is right now, but I'm sure, you know, we can all be better. At this. I'm sorry. This is so good. Oh gosh. Welcome to episode two. Yes, episode two. Oh, we need a little hand clap thing as well. A oh, little yeah. applause. Yeah, absolutely. Woo. Yay us. Woo. Um, thank you so much for listening to last week's episode and all the things that came with it. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they know what you mean. Yeah. We thank you and um we hope you enjoyed it. And it seems like you did. So um yeah. Yeah, a lot of really nice comments. Thank yeah. you so much, guys. Thank you. And we are now on spotify and on apple podcast mm, we legit we legit so um please if you could give us a little rating on the apple podcast app that and would be appreciated some glowing feedback yeah we want to get up into you know you know maybe the algorithms and yes. what have you so yes. get to work fans and friends mm-hmm. and just put put really nice things like they're really pretty they are they are successful, mm, expensive, expensive, exclusive, clothes, fashion, mm. thing. I don't know. The soundboard <laughs> is excellent. The soundboard is brown cow stunning. Ah, brown cow stunning. <laughs> <laughs> that was a miracle that I pressed the right one there. Yeah, that I, was, like, I was shocked. I was like, <laughs> yes, okay. Such a mess. Not in the soundboard. Oh, Lord. Well, well, we are back again. We're back at it. Um, so, Dominic, what's been going on? Um, this week has been... There's been a lot going on this week. Mm. Um, you know, we also... So, I think last week we may have spoke about um, going back to normal with corona um, in terms of gigging and stuff like that. Girl, oh, yeah. girl, that's not that's not happening. Yeah, that's um so upsetting. It's it's so upsetting. Um, <laughs> Just as I thought, <laughs> trash. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so look. If I just burst out laughing randomly, it's because I'm looking at Eben's face <laughs> and she just like, I cannot. Woo! Oh my okay. God. So yeah, um We got some news, didn't we? We got some news. Our friend Joe hit us up. Hit us with the with the knowledge mm. with the four with the what's that word? With the four one with the four one one with the uh, intel, um, the information, sure. yeah. the documents, and what have you. <laughs> okay. And it was bad news. Yeah, it was. It was not cute. Um, so we can't gig on the fourth of July as we hoped. <laughs> Sorry, <clears throat> I'm mad. Okay, I'm not mad because. I'm not necessarily mad because we can't gig, because I understand why. I just feel like, I just feel like, I think there's a lot of hypocrisy going on. Oh yeah, it's rife. And it's honestly one of the most like annoying feelings I've ever had. It's so like frustrating to me that I, cause I work in retail and we are obviously back. And I'm like, right, so I can go to retail and work and have people come up to me like, 
you know, 30 centimeters from my face being like, do you have this in a size extra small? But I can't be on a stage singing. Like, I just don't really understand. Yeah, it makes, that part makes very little sense. But I mean, think about those people, though, those same people, but drunk and the precautions they won't be taking. Right, but... That's the only way I can rationalize it. I understand that, though, but I'm like, that's why you have bouncers. Like, if someone's being out of line, kick them out. Gone. Bye. Yeah, See ya. And, and as there is, like, so much fewer people in the venue anyway. Yeah. So. And they're all saying that, oh, it's we, it's because we don't want you to play, like, rowdy party music. And I'm like, well, we can... Like, we don't have to play that. We can play, like, chilled out stuff. It can be more like a lounge vibe, table service. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I'm like, I just don't... I just... I don't know. And I, you know what? I think people are going to have those parties anywhere. To... Like... As we've been seeing, people are having street parties. You don't need bars to... We just want to work, okay? And yeah. make an honest living. Yeah. So honest. <laughs> just so honest. Yeah, and like, let's just not even... I mean, beach parties as well. Apparently 500,000 beach parties. What? <laughs> no. 500,000 beach parties. <laughs> so many wow. beach parties. We got so much beach. <laughs> <here>. So much <laughs> beach. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh my God. No. 500,000 people flocking mm. to Dorset to go hang out on a... Oh, I'm so mad. I'm sorry, guys. I'm like, <laughs> like I'm really mad about it. Because I just think it's so, it's just so ridiculous. Like, it's just so, I just... Like, I just don't know what to think of it all. Because I'm like, also, when I'm at work, no one's no one's wearing masks. Like, everyone that comes in the store, like, hardly anyone's wearing masks. Yeah. And and I'm like, there's there are some things that they could do that the government could, like, put into, um, what do you call it? Like, make, make some simple laws, right? Yeah. Like, saying, if you go outside, wearing a mask is mandatory or whatever. If you go shopping, it's mandatory. It's man- do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, why can't that just be a law? You can't get in without a mask. Yeah. Simple. Simple. Because then it's like, then we would have the government on our side and we can just, we, you know, that's how it is. But now it's just like free for all. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. do whatever mm-hmm. you want. I know um, all over the news in Denmark, they've been talking about the Bournemouth beach situation. Oh, have they really? Yeah, all over the news. Like, they're like, my mom messaged me like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> What's going on over there? Is it just like... It is, man. Like, it's pretty normal. Um, yeah, I was in Liverpool the day they won the um, the oh. Prem. And it was, you know, it was very easy to get caught up in the excitement because it was exciting. Like, yeah, of course. But people were going on crazy, um, basically. Yeah. And there was no social, di- social distancing happening. Nothing was, like, cautious in any way, per se. Yeah, and... <sighs> It's frustrating as well because we got a lot of shit for going to the BLM march, right? And I can understand people's frustration that there was marches like that, right? Yeah. What I will say though is, from what I saw, the people that were frustrated with that were mainly white people. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think there's a big difference because... I think a lot of people felt like we don't have a choice right now. Yeah. We're not doing this because, yay, oh my God, we want to 
go into town and like have a gap. Like that's not what it was. Like we no. don't want to do that. Absolutely. Because we don't want the world to be like that. And you know, so many people were masked up. And Everyone was masked literally. And it was, it was for, uh, you know, a need, a much greater need. Um, and the black community themselves are at risk more and they're putting themselves out there. Mm. So it's like, we understand, we all know and understand that. And we're doing it anyway. So please understand that it's of urgent need to be addressed. Mm. But, you know, on the same coin, this week, um, the other day, this guy, Kanking, who's some YouTube star, idiot. I saw about this. He He had had a meet and greet, didn't he? Meet and greet on Sunday in Birmingham (laughs) City Centre. And, like, literally no one has any cares about social distancing. People are just gathered around, real close, trying to get in his YouTube video. And he went onto the ITV News and he went to ITV News saying, "Um, I absolutely regret absolutely nothing. He, the premise of it was that it was about um, the black community getting together and we need to get together and da 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 da. Like, that is all bullshit. I'm sorry, but like, what? You are so, no, you want a a cute little YouTube moment. There's nothing, there's nothing. That is incredible. That is incredibly selfish. Mm. All those kids that you're saying you're serving, you can serve them by telling them to stay the rest of at home and not be gathering big groups. Yeah. Why would you? You can't defend that and try and piggyback off the back of Black Lives Matter, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and uh, devalue that movement by your actions in no. that way. I think that's so abhorrent. Yeah, and it's it no matter what um i know a lot of people that have big followings and stuff yeah they want to say like oh i'm not a role model i'm not this and that but it's like well you do have a reach like you need to understand the privilege of your reach right like if you if you say oh i'm having a meet and greet you're gonna have i don't know how many followers this person has but you're gonna have maybe a hundred thousand people thinking oh well then it's okay then isn't it because he's doing it Mm -hmm. it's cool it's fine and it's like and it was just a meet and greet it was a meet and greet. Like literally, <laughs> it was a meet and greet in a meet. pandemic. Oh. Sorry. I thought you was going to say something about meat. Meat. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I heard about this because they closed down. Um, it was outside a monkey store. Yeah. And it clo- they had to close it or something. It was crazy. Yeah, apparently also Birmingham has the biggest Primark store in the world. Um. And they had to close that down because, like, the people were like rushing into Primark. Also, like, just stupid things. Like, obviously, it's one stupid person in charge of a load of stupid people. Um, but you know, YouTube, you need to like cap that account, delete the videos. Yeah, he needs to have some kind of repercussions for yeah. that kind of reckless behavior. And everyone who knows about it needs to be like, you know, if you, especially like the Black Lives Matter movement in Birmingham per se. If they, if they are aware of it they should be saying you know this has nothing to do with our message just so we know oh absolutely so people above know like we've denounced that whole scenario because it was just a mess and nonsense but what i don't understand is um in situations like these or like say the the beach thing and yeah. stuff can the police not go and send people home are they not is there something with that Yes, and the police were there, but they're just like way outnumbered. Right. And well, like with the beach stuff. And they, they so I heard on the news, I'm on Radio 4 junkie. Um, and the police were saying, you know, um, 
for the beach stuff there, trying to keep the peace. Um, which was the main the main kind of rhetoric they used to describe how they treated that situation. But they should have just been like, as soon as they saw that there were droves of people coming, standing at the entrances to the beach, where are you from? You, yeah. from? you from Manchester in Dorset right now. Go back to Manchester. Go home, literally turn around. And because that's that, what they were doing at the start of lockdown when people were trying to, you know, get away to the places when the weather was so good. Um, yeah, why so, did that stop? Yeah. Like, I... That should have been happening. That should have been preempted. We all knew what the weather was going to be like at that weekend. Yeah. It should have been preempted. And, you know, a lot of people weren't going there for the sake of having a mass gathering. They were going there to, with their family. Yeah. But the numbers were so great because they weren't police at the beach entrance. And it should have been said, like, okay, the news said you can travel wherever. But with that in mind, there should be things put in place to stop that kind of gathering happening. Mm. And... It's funny, what I found interesting, because it was compared to um, how they reacted to the party in Brixton. Mm. And and the fact, you know, it was Brixton was like mainly black and people of colour, and Dorset was all white people. Mm. Um, and how the police were very, you know, very on the intervention side of that. Yeah, And their response was, well, somebody called the police and said they felt... They were, uh, they felt threatened or whatever. Of course they did. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's the same thing. You, but the the premise was, oh, COVID party, let's break it all up. That was your initial premise of, yeah. of what you know the whole drama. It's like they're happening everywhere. They're happening everywhere. Literally. Like there was a rave in. There was two raves in Manchester. Yeah, and people. Some, some one person died, right? And two people was died. Raped and like someone oh, was raped. Oh. But speaking of that YouTube person, I mean YouTube is just falling apart at the moment. This is this is a bit silly because I'm I'm a big um I love a bit of goss. Don't we all? I love a bit of drama when Let's it's not it's in, to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just wanna quickly um mention uh, this whole Shane Dawson thing and just say that uh Shane is trash. <laughs> he is utter trash. Um and you know, I was watching the video earlier. His like, um, what's it called taking uh, accountability. Yeah, apology video. Yeah, and you know, I'm a bit of a sup, and I was like, oh, you know, it seems, a bit, <laughs> it seems heartfelt. Um, I think, and he was like, no, <laughs> just like absolutely shutting down any reasons I had to be soft towards this man. Uh, um, and I'm glad you did. I just don't have time for these these entitled privileged rich 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 white men mm -hmm. and that maybe sound a bit harsh but it's just if you know a little bit about what is going on i feel like everyone probably feels that way about him specifically but he's done a lot of like blackface he's done a lot of inappropriate jokes about children um he's he's done a lot of like not good things and also his best friend is um and well-known racist um, and not nice person and a yeah. bully. Mm -hmm. And I just think you can't come online and be all like, oh, I apologize. And I apologize for like this and that and this and that. But your best friend is racist. I'm just kind of like, I just feel like that shows uh, 
kind of what you're okay with. Do you know what I mean? Like where where the line is for you almost. Fully, fully. And I just don't, I just don't have time for it. And um, we definitely are not, uh, we don't, we are not fans in this house of Shane or Jeffree, Jeffree Star, Star of any of that nonsense. No. But I'm still, I know it's bad, but I watch, I watch all the goss videos on it. <laughs> it's just so crazy. It isn't is it? crazy. It's, it's absolute insanity. It really is. It's like some of this YouTube stuff. It's honestly, it seems like people are just running wild, just doing whatever they want. It's been that way. It's just that yeah. now, we, now that people are, now that it's on trend to be, um, and it's, oh, it's kind of part of the problem. Like, well, it's not part of the problem. People's eyes are being opened, and a lot of things are being dragged up, and people are being called to tasks. Like, mm. look, you did this. You said this. What are you gonna say about it? Mm. And with all these people, like like Shane Dawson. Okay, let's play devil's advocate here. He's one person that has actually at least attempt to take take accountability for the things that he's done. Mm. So credit where credit's due in that respect. But really the way, you know, you've made, like, like you said earlier, like he's made millions off this hateful rhetoric that he's been putting out into Gee. the world. So he needs to, and he's millions more than he ever, who ever will need to live his life. So he oh, needs funny. to like open that purse and give it to some charities and that's going to help educate people yeah. and um you know change the na- change the narrative and the discourse that's happening because of that you've been perpetuating yeah you've basically told your whole audience and let's not also let's not forget he has 20 million subscribers yeah right so he's basically told the whole audience that m- making that kind of content and laughing at it is okay yeah and the people that are going to say, oh, it's okay, we appreciate that you apologized, are not going to be the people that he actually hurt. I think for anyone, learning how to apologize is like, should be, I don't even know, it should be like a, a what's it called? Like a subject in school or something. Because <laughs> for real though, it's like, I think, I think, I mean, we all do it obviously, but a lot of these like, you know, when people come out with these that big apology videos, this is that for famous people, it always turns into a pity party. Yeah. And it's always like, oh, this happened in my childhood. And it's like, okay, that can maybe explain your behavior, behavior, but that doesn't justify it. Yeah. So really it's irrelevant. It's you to bring it up. You, yeah, because you hurt people and you bringing it up is manipulative. Yeah. Very manipulative. And it, tea, or, or tea, even saying tea. like, oh, I'm not the same as I was 10 years ago. It's like, no, you... That's you. Mm-hmm. That's not some other person. I don't even recognize that person. Mm-hmm. It's very annoying. <laughs> it's very annoying. <laughs> and I can't argue with the facts you just laid out for the people. Thank you. Um, I'm so. I feel like I've just been ranting for like the first. No. I don't even know how long we've been recording for, but uh, well, I've been in a ranty mood. Okay. <laughs> look, we have, there's a lot to say. There's a lot to mm. say here. And this is our podcast. So and you cannot tell us what to do because you're not our real dad. <laughs> Okay. Okay. What next? <laughs> so let's get into. So we just did some intro, basically. That was a long ass intro. Let's get oh, into what? what's going on. Oh, yeah. Beautiful no. gowns. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> we already have already spoken a bit like, about what's going on with the whole corona situation yeah. now and stuff. But there are, some, there, are, there are some other things we want to talk about. Yeah, sure. So what topics have we got up? Obviously, there's just been a march in Manchester about Trans Lives Matter. Excellent. Um, For Pride. It was on Pride Saturday, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was this weekend, right? Yeah, just yeah. gone. Um, and um, 
yeah, I just wanted to mention the new documentary that's out on Netflix called Disclosure. And we will probably be talking about it again because Dom hasn't watched it yet. So I think we want to talk about it and go a bit more in detail. Yeah, for sure. But maybe if we maybe say we want to discuss it next week, then people can watch it. Yeah. Now, so they're ready for when we dive in. Answer any questions. Yes, absolutely. Because it's an excellent documentary about perspectives and analysis about Hollywood's impact on the trans community. So basically um, about how trans people have been can you call it de- depicted no yeah depicted sure. uh-huh, that's throughout right the film uh history basically yeah. from like around the 50s i think so it's super interesting to see and um it's got all your favorites in it like laverne cox and mj rodriguez candace kane alexandra billings sandra colwell i think that's how you say her name yeah so like people that you'll definitely i mean definitely recognize because they're like really successful um actors so Mm -hmm. we're here for it um so yeah we'll probably discuss that more next week yeah absolutely um i'm really looking forward to it um it's obviously an important issue Uh, it's like the universe is aligned kind of thing Mm. that you know we have black lives matter and then with that black trans lives matter then it's all in pride month as well so Mm. we're coming at it from several angles which is good because it's important the we need to protect the lead, the most marginalized of us yeah and trans people definitely fall into that yeah um, especially black trans women yeah um and you know you can't forget that you won't have you wouldn't have pride without Marsha p johnson absolutely um and i've seen some really interesting things over the week and there's that so i don't know if you are big on twitter obviously june 19th was um juneteenth mm. so that's black freedom day black in, black independence day and this reporter, who's just really hateful, he's a gay guy, but he's very conservative. He's like, blacks don't need, um, blacks already have a month, don't need to colonize June as well. I was like, well, we can't, we can't colonize anything. Like, just, I mean, read a book. It says Juneteenth is not a thing. And like, it literally is like historically a thing. Like, it's, you're meant to be a reporter of the news. Um, yeah. Report the facts. Report, Report the, the facts. Yeah. And then he goes on to say, because um, obviously people are like uh, reading him in his comments. And he goes on to say, and they're bringing up Marsh B. Johnson and like, why, you you know, you're celebrating Pride Month. Mm. A black trans woman. Started that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> Marsh B. Johnson wasn't even the, like, wasn't even the real person. She wasn't even there when it happened. It's like, mate, what are you actually talking How about? How are you, what? <laughs> So, I mean, I say that to say people are going to make up what they want to hear, yeah. what they want to believe. Don't take it too hard on yourself with the internet because I'm not the kind of person that will get into arguments with people on the internet. I will, like, marvel at how stupid they are and then, like, mm. close it. Yeah. But I see people, like, are going off in the yeah. comments. Like, people, like, self-care. Self-care. Yeah, hopefully. You know, don't give those people... They're gaslighting you and it's working. Yeah. But it's interesting now because they actually, in the documentary, they go into um, the film that... I think is called Stonewall. Yeah. And how um they basically changed the whole narrative of that film. Yeah. To like the first because Marsha P. Johnson was the first person at the riot to like throw she threw the first brick, right? Yeah. And um and she was a black trans woman, but in the film it was like a white a white man, like a white gay man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. like obviously just 
just you know cliche at this point so like the whitewashing of things yeah. right it's mad that it's a cliche it's like but... so it's just like yeah not surprised do you know what i mean it's mm-hmm, like stupid mm-hmm. but and how necessary is that why is that so why? necessary why is what yeah and it's like wow you had you actually had an opportunity an opportunity to educate people yeah and you chose to make it change less this, this the story not even a story but the history do you know what i mean no, nah, it's not. It's not. It's <sighs> not cute. Wow. We don't mess with that well, shit. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Speaking of um, of Juneteenth, um, we did have some gifts that day. Some great gifts. Um, <laughs> if you follow Black anything, anyone on Black Twitter, you would have seen a myriad of great memes and whatever else. Like such amazingly funny stuff going on on Twitter, but. Of course, Queen B released came her out. song "Black Parade." Came out to play. She really came out to play, and well, no, she didn't like come to play. She came to slay. She came to slay, um, as always. And it is just a really great celebration of blackness, and um, with references to African heritage. You know, talking about Oshun and Aunt charms and things like that, and making people have to research that and find out what that actually is. Because I know a lot of people don't know what those things are, um, and. Then, on top of that, she just won the BET Philanthropist of the Year. Oh, my goodness. Um, for all <clears> the <throat> stuff that she's been doing with COVID and the black community. Applaud. Pow, pow, pow for Beyonce, for Absolutely. sure. And she's given a lot of money and has done for, and has done for years, had this uh, Be Good uh, charitable foundation. And on top of that, She's now releasing Black is King, which is uh, the visual album accompanying the gift, which she released last year uh, at the same time as The Lion, Lion King. King. Yeah. And that looks amazing. Another yeah. celebration of uh, African heritage and focusing on the generational wealth that black people do have that is not told in our history books. And I think it's it looks incredible. Like obviously, the budget is, the budget is plentiful. It's there. It's streaming directly on, D- uh, exclusively on Disney. Yeah, which is sickening. She put out a statement and she, it was meant to be released when The Lion King came out. and But she worked for a year on it and then made it better or whatever she I did. Love. But Take the, your time. The timing is I mean? perfect yeah. in, in this climate. And, um, you know, if Disney was planning on doing reparations, this is one way they can do it because <laughs> that whole mess over there. Mr. Disney. <laughs> Look, I mean, look, the the Little Mermaid isn't is enough for to be for Beyonce to put out this film. The racial stereotypes, um, it, the offensive racial stereotypes, no less. Like it's just so offensive if you think about it on that level. There's so many things that can be discussed in that film. Even like, not even just racial. There's a lot of like really phallics. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. imagery <laughs> they love that like for what purpose yeah. i don't understand um so yeah they, they do it they're they're trying to be on the right side of history i guess but walt disney will be turning in his grave <laughs> good <laughs> turn over this turn it look turn away it, turn we can't it. handle it <laughs> we don't care what's your do you have a favorite disney film did you grow up with disney i did grow up with disney yeah. i did love aladdin <gasps> i love aladdin I did love Hercules. Hercules. Oh yeah, that's a bit of you, that. Mm, I mean, the muses. We are the muses. 
goddesses of the arts and proclaimers of heroes. Skat Dumina Hakulekabisn. You did not with the Danish I version. Oh my god. Vi er muserne, kunstens gudinder og forkvinder er helte. Helte lov. So Eva does this thing, like, she doesn't know any of, she knows a lot of the Disney films, but not in English. Not in English. That's so like, funny. <laughs> Which makes sense when you think about it, No, right? it makes perfect sense. I understand it. But it's still hilarious. It, it is hilarious. Uh, uh, my favorite is Hunchback of Notre Dame. Ooh. Always and forever. Alyssa uh, Edwards. Not for me. Why? 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 No, but you look. You say this every time I say it. Oh. I don't know. It's never appealed to me. Um, have you watched it recently? I have not watched it. Well, since I was a, a small child. You need to watch it then. Okay. Because that's why you're not living. Because children should not watch that film. Okay. It's but maybe that's why. Dark. It's dark. The music is the Do, best. Wait, what is the one? Um, Basil the Mouse Detective. <gasps> Do not even start with me right now. That is an absolute classic. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? I have such vivid memories of watching that and being scared to death of that bat. That freaking really? bat. And I, I remember that clip where it's like the inside and there's the thunder and then the bat is in the window. Yeah. Oh, I had nightmares about it, literally. And I've not been able to watch it since. And wow. then recently we started watching it because I wanted to like... Get over your fear. Yeah. And I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> I can't. I just, I think it's, I, I don't like that bat. It just moves like in a way. And it's got its little stick leg and like i don't mm, like it the bat is dark i'll give you that oh um, is it, it rat, ratic no ratigan is the guy it's that, called something like with f or something like flex or finch or flop or flip or something <laughs> <laughs> um I don't, frank 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 the bat i don't know something like that no i can't take it it's gross i don't like it um did you ever watch fern gully no, that's what's, a no then. What's that? Fern Gully. It's about... Fern Gully? Yeah. No? It's about this like, little, f like a fairy village. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds... It sounds... Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than it sounds. Trust me, it's better than it I sounds. Just with, I just have this beautiful <laughs> image of you just watching these fairies, like... <laughs> So have, there's music you know um, <laughs> there's music there's a, a baddie where like it's like um it's like pretty much a foreshadowing of life like because they have oh. this kind of perfect environment that they live in mm. like a lovely ecosystem and then oh. in comes the humans with their pollution and nexus which is like this pollution monster demon oh my thing God. that tries to like kill the tree of life then this one yeah, it, that in, sounds horrible. It's a lot. It's good. It's action packed. Is it Disney? I think so. I think so. I'm, I'm gonna have to look that up. That sounds crazy. I have. I can. I have it on my on my on my iTunes girl. Okay. I'll watch that if you watch um, Hunchback, and then I want I want um, <sighs> a full dissertation. I don't know what it is about it. Like even the thought of trying like sitting down to watch, I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to do that. No, you're a hater, and that's. Look, I'm I'm trying to work on that, okay? I will watch it for you. For you. Literally, it's one of my... Beyond even Disney, it's one of my favorite films of all time. Like, the music just... We watched it, the intro the other day just because. And, like, the music is just... 
I'm sorry, but when you talk about Disney music, you can't talk about. Uh, I don't. Nothing beats Hercules to me. Like that's fair. The what's it called? The the Gospel Truths Part One through Three. <laughs> part one. He ran the underworld. No, I live. I'm here. <laughs> sorry. Okay, we are gonna move on to the next section, which means we need a little musical interlude. Ooh. So nice. So uh, my song of the week is um, not a new song. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to be the one picking all the old songs and you're going to be like fresh. No, not always because I have some classics that are lined up in my like my spotlight. So Like Buck Ninth or something. Buck Ninth? Buck's Ninth. Oh, Buck. <laughs> <laughs> so my uh, song of the week is uh, Christina and the Queens with People I've Been Sad. And I think that came out just before Miss Crohn's, like February maybe. And we went to see her, didn't we? Oh, we did. And it was everything. When was that? Was that in eight, 2018? Mm. No, that was... Because it wasn't last year. So it must have been the year before. Are you sure it wasn't 19? No. I'm... Oh, it might have been, but it might have been like early. early yeah. like, like March. March or something. Yeah. It was March. Ugh, was it not so good? It was so good. She's amazing. Some people don't get her, and um, that's fine. You're wrong, so that's okay. But um, yeah, yeah, something's just right and wrong, and that is wrong. Wrong. Yeah. Um, she's amazing, and this song is excellent. It's you know just classic Christine ballad, eighties pop vibes. I love a big anthemic chorus, and yeah. she brings it. So that's that. Let's hear it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> Beautiful gowns. We are back. Bow, bow, bow. Woo! Okay, we are back again. <laughs> so, all right, this is the part of a show we like to call "You're Too Much." Excuse me, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. You're, you're, you're doing too much. Mm-hmm. Where we read out your listener letters. <laughs> so please keep sending your questions. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, so again. please keep sending your questions, thoughts, and feelings to our DMs on Instagram, or you can email them to team too much podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And we'll do our best to read them out. Tom <laughs> is gone. Tom is gone. He's left the building. And um, we will do our very best our very to best. read them out loud on the show. That's what we will be doing. Yes. Um, We've we've had quite a lot of questions, so we're trying to make our way through them yes. bit by bit. Some of them are just topics that you guys would like to hear our opinions on, so that's cool too. So we, we've got a bit of a mix. A bit of a mix. Um, let's start. So, from Sharon. Hey, Sharon. Hey, girl. Hey. Sharon. Um, hey, 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 hey. She asks um, us to discuss interracial dating and relationships. She says, it's big on my single ass mind. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know, I'm not surprised. It is quite, um, especially in times like this, it's a point of contention, I feel. Contention is, means like basically like a, heat, a heated disagreement. Oh. Yeah, like for okay. me, it's like, it's weird. It's weird now because of Black Lives Matter. and But for me personally, the issues that arise with, when we talk about interracial dating and how black people are viewed right okay yes so you know there's the whole fetish fetishization mm. fetishization That's a word. of black people well yeah. that is a mouthful mm. um it's so prevalent yeah in every in every aspect like especially in music and um and dating and things like that like <clears throat> i know personally like i mean this is part of a, big, a bigger discussion we're gonna have at some point but um i know that people value me because I'm this tall black guy mm. who can sing. And because I know, well, you know, I can tell when I'm, when I'm talking to somebody that's booking me like what they want and mm. how they view me and how they value me. And if I feel the moment I sense that I'm a commodity, yeah. my price goes up considerably. <laughs> and, you yeah. know, I've abused it um, myself in terms of like, I will get more money because I, I know that's what you want and there's no one else around that could do that job right now. Mm. Um, but in dating, it's like, you know, you know, it's the fetishization and then like black women are not seen as attractive. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we have to be a certain kind of black person to be seen as attractive by white people. Yeah. Then you get, then once you get through those barriers, it's like, okay, we found someone that I actually like and who's not racist or whatever, but now I've got to deal with their family and their potential and, and my own family too. It's like, yeah, look. It takes two to tango and a lot of those issues are on both sides um, and no one is blameless. I think we're all responsible. Okay, there's a lot of elements that are like <clears throat> a historical uh, issue. Mm. But in that moment, we're all responsible for ourselves and people are, will often lean on well, I'm talking about black people now. What often you know, like, well, you know, their their own personal experience with white people as a whole, or you know, whatever contextual references, which uh, you know, I can't. They're not invalid, but the same way we're asking everyone to take uh, to be fair and equal, we need to apply that ourselves. And I personally really try to apply that. I've not had a choice too, because you know I grew up in a white society, so yeah. Otherwise, I have no friends. <laughs> um, but I think in dating, it's just so that is something that is so off-putting to a lot of people. It's off-putting to me. <clears throat> Absolutely. My own personal experiences have taught me to be cautious about that, and um, you know, I'm not trying to not to sound like I'm. Um, being bigoted but i'm not trying to date any white people right now because it presents a lot of things that i'm just not willing to really try and face in this in this moment like it's not important to me to be dating right now and for me to have to put myself through all that potential i know um upset yeah no the experiences in effect make me not trust people yeah exactly um that's how life works, isn't it? It's it just is like you experience things and then and but you change your ways. My, oh, this is like it's touching on so many areas because, like for example, someone last week asked about um, 
my experience in the in music and that is a whole thing but my experiences in music because music is you know as a young person uh really that was the only way i knew how to communicate my feelings and it was very healthy for me for Mm -hmm. a, a long time but then when that wasn't when my issues with race with the music had really uh, affected how I see music, it became it didn't become an option anymore, mm. as such. Um, so I had to learn how to communicate in different to communicate verbally, which is you know, obviously a, a key skill, but born out of a really painful situation. So my so my personal experience is like I before before all that, I was very socially open to anybody, mm. and my personal experiences with that maybe become very internal um in in that i like i don't socialize with people that i don't like anyway Mm. so like if i don't have to be around you i I simply will not which is you know normal for a lot of people but for me that wasn't my nature at all to be like that i was like always that person who's out there and then my experiences with that with the music with the racism my experience in music and of course in dating and whatever else it really just like i just like shut down or I will have I have a very low tolerance level for anything that I see as problematic, mm. and I will scope someone out as good as I can. And generally, my radar is very on point with that. Like, shut it down, don't communicate. Yeah. Or, you know, I'll be, be I'll allow the communication and see what comes from that. But a lot of time, it's just ending in like, nah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like. There's some issues that I don't want to be teaching grown people how to not be racist or... Or fetishizing or like... Sometimes I think people don't know why that's bad. It's a really hard thing to define. I know what you're saying. And um, I don't don't know. I don't have the answer. Mm. I don't have the answer to that. I know that it's made me feel gross. Yes. Yeah. Um, I feel like if, if you feel cheap, dirty. Yeah. Like your body, like you are just a piece of meat basically mm-hmm. for someone to like to argle over try, mm-hmm. or like yeah yeah so someone oh i'm gonna you know take this off off the menu kind mm. of thing yeah like, no 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 i'm not the one yeah i've even had that within my friendship circle people like you know like oh yeah so, ooh, that, ooh, that's very <laughs> about my culture and i get it whatever like and it's okay to feel that way because you know black people are lit um (laughs) but um there's just a whole way you do it um and sometimes when someone does it some people do it and it's fine to me and some people that some people do it and i'm like oh my god move yourself away from me it's just how you do it it's how you do it um and it's like there's a genuine curiosity and then there's like a oh my god we're at the zoo you know and it was like there's pictures from like nine from like 1950 one or 52 of a of a human zoo oh in belgium god, yeah where they've got like little black kids walking around and people like petting their hair oh my god you know so when i think of interracial dating that's what comes <laughs> to mind for me <laughs> so i know it's just like it's a lot yeah but you know i'm open to it yeah i grew you know a lot I'm, i grew up in a predominantly white school i went to a conservatoire obviously which is very white super white um wheat oh we need to get into that because you know even call them out um <laughs> so uh, you know a lot of my interactions a lot of my friends are white and we have for whatever reason an uh, understanding of how we can communicate with each other and not be offensive yeah and it's not a problem mm. um and it's really hard i mean we just have a mutual respect for each other so 
a lot of the like a lot of the issues that you know that are prevalent even within my own circle like was you know we're all finding things surprising um but you know the whole race interracial dating thing is like it's just that on a deeper level like you really like you really have to get into to make sure that the person is on the wavelength that you're on that you know yeah and we have to get into those issues and it can be quite painful and it can be embarrassing awkward all these things because obviously you can't well you could but that all all of that doesn't necessarily come out on the first date no for sure right so it's like you have the first date it's cute it's light we're having a cute time Mm. and maybe you get a little bit invested and then as you start to see each other more and more then things do you know what i mean because you just don't know anyone fully ever absolutely so it's like then it starts coming out and it's it must be quite tiring to have to go through that and like kind of being a bit invested in someone mm-hmm. for them. and then five days in or six days in or 10 days in it's like exactly. it starts coming out and you're just like oh fuck's sake like, goodbye forever <laughs> delete that <was> my number <laughs> delete me <laughs> no honestly i mean obviously uh i'm in an interracial of relationship mm-hmm. and um it's not been without its challenges yeah, I think it's, I think it's, um, you have to be, you have to communicate, you have to be open, you have to be willing to learn. And what I will say about you, Eben, is that say you it. have, say it. No, I'm joking. You have, <laughs> no, Eben has really actively, um, learned things, um, which is one of the things that I love so much about Eben. Eben is like, uh, no, but it's not, okay, so for the, for the sake of argument it's not like i'm going out with a black person so i need to learn about black things it's not like that Mm. even is has a a heart for justice for all oh my god stop it right now bitch you know it's true and (laughs) look so the, the so even being conscious about black things to me is not like oh she's putting on a thing it's like that is who even is thank you um and that's what I really... So, when I, I can speak about these things in front of Eben and not feel this type of way about it at all because she gets it, if anyone's I get wondering. It. I get it as much as I obviously yeah. can. But I think as well that we all start... It sounds so stupid. We all start from somewhere. For sure. But I think, it, you know, I, I come from Denmark and when I left Denmark, um, like, there there were hardly any black people. Like, I, there weren't. So, obviously, coming to Manchester it's it's different you know um in a super positive way and now when i go home i actually see that it's that denmark is becoming more diverse and we sometimes use the excuse that we don't that you have to like know someone in in a certain uh, marginalized situation before you can be compassionate yeah right and it's um it's not the case. And I think that's also why what's happening now with the BLM movement, why it's like kind of really blown up, right? Because I think with the videos, the horrible videos that come with that, people have, um, m- people from maybe places where it isn't so diverse have maybe f- seen, you know, actually seen the injustice. Yeah, and That's obviously something positive, though I don't believe that you should have to see no. it so vividly to like understand it. It's not hard, I think, to be it's really not. to like know to know a little bit. But I think it's also just like general compassion, you know. Yeah. An analogy I always like to use is like my driving instructor when I was learning to drive was like, "You gotta drive defensively." So, 
by that he meant stay out of anyone else's way mm. and make sure you're doing the right things mm. and staying out you're not, you're not trying to intrude on anyone else's driving at all mm. and that's how i think you should live life like if you can give so like, say so if you can let someone in mm-hmm. and let them you know or help someone out at a junction help them out mm. um but never in, never cause someone to have to change their path yeah basically so I use that to for like living defensively in terms not so much of being defensive as in like not actively not causing harm, mm. being active in not causing harm to someone else yeah. or derailing someone else's life. Yeah. Um, and that you know that could just be for a lot of people could just mean shutting up, <laughs> literally um, listening. For yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's great and everything to to be aware of something like that, but I feel like. You know what? Are you, what can you do to contribute to not to not actually be to not actually add to the problem? I feel like you know with interracial dating, it's all about everyone's intention, and yeah. you've got to go in there with the knowledge that you don't know a lot about the other side. Yes. Both people, yeah, because it's not one sided. Like I say, there's cultural things that have to be learned for everybody, mm. and I think for you as well, because you're from a different country as well. I think that made that made um for for example our relationship i always took that into account that you're from a different country mm. and a different culture <clears throat> when i was being stupid yeah and like <laughs> you know sometimes it's like i'll be laughing at something you said it's like it's not her first language chill out <laughs> <laughs> i say that all the time still even yeah. though it's kind of a cop out but whatever. no it's cop out <laughs> you're fluent i'm just so fluent <laughs> yeah i think you know if you want to do it do it you know as long as everyone has respect for each other mm. and everyone tries to learn and encourage each other and you know be happy and healthy go to therapy get some break down some barriers in your mind about how you're prejudging people yeah and you know come armed ready to to talk to your older um, relatives who may have something to say oh, or you know even your young relatives that may just be a bit bigoted either way because i know i've experienced black people be bigoted about white people and i think um it's a it's a a very you know and everyone has work to do everyone has work to do we can't blame all white people for negative experiences that we've had with white people it's just the way that white people can't do the same to black Mm. people um so yeah let's just all do better um i hope i hope sharon you can find some some, some love, some sweet love. Some sweet, sweet interracial love. Sweet, sweet love. She also asks if we have any funny dating stories. And I just, well, I just told mine aren't funny. They're hurtful. Oh my God. <laughs> mine is, in my opinion, very funny. Okay. I've told, I, I, did, um, I did tell Watch the story. Watch the tea, Christine. <laughs> Watch the tea, Christine. Okay. I will keep short. <clears throat> so, um, my friend that I used to live with um, made me a dating account, an online dating account. Okay, very cute. Love and, that. And um, I was like, okay, let's try that. This is, on a, I think I was maybe 20 or something. And uh, this guy wanted to meet and I was like, cute. And he was very, um, he was like, oh, like he wanted to meet me, but he was very like, oh, I'm just so busy. Like, oh, I'm just so busy. So busy all the time. Um, and he could only meet at like 10 in the evening. Right. Okay. I know what you're all thinking, but whatever. We met at the cinema 
at 10 to watch the film. I think it was called J. Edgar. This is how long ago it was. Okay. I don't know when that film came out, but it was when that came out. We went to the cinema to watch this film. Conversation before I pretty dead, whatever. We go to watch the film, and um, this film is boring. Okay. And the intentionally company, boring. What was it? Was it? Uh, was it intentionally boring? But on his part, I don't think. I don't know. It no. Okay. Okay. I don't Sorry, think we on. thought it was going to be boring. I mean, it was Leonardo DiCaprio. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So, yeah. So you know, okay. a bit of drama, you think, a bit of ooh, yeah, you think great acting, mm, high quality. You know? mm. It was boring. The company was boring. I end up falling asleep. And he has to wake me up. <gasps> With your mouth open. I didn't say that. Okay, sorry. That was just an editorial. Sorry. <laughs> and um, he had to wake me up at the end of the film. And um, let's just say we didn't go on a second date. Oh. Because it was boring. And he showed up in like really shiny shoes and I was confused. To a cinema. They were old maiden type of shoes. <laughs> they weren't, but just, they were like lacquered, like concert shoes. Oh, was he a breast bander as well? No, uh, stop it right now. Even he's playing breast bands when she was a young child. I did, but no, he was like, he was like an architect or some, some something, which yes, mm, sounds great. Ooh. But he was just so busy. It's <laughs> like, fuck off. <laughs> I can only meet a 10. It's like, who are you? lame if you could have a billboard showing anything you wanted what would it be that's from elliot you go okay first of all i asked steven this question okay um and steven said i would put the question on the billboard that question oh which i thought was quite clever cute. i know he's okay. so smart so <laughs> just, brainiac. oh it's just so clever um <laughs> i think i would put don't use foaming um, face washes. Oh. Or maybe wear SPF. Something skincare related would be cute, I think. Um, I would put wash your legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. You're what. nasty. You're nasty, bitch. <laughs> no, mine would be like a PSA, but like a funny thing as well, like the legs or, you know. Oh, brown cow. Okay, maybe not that one. Maybe you're this one. Much. You're doing too much. <laughs> just like... <laughs> yeah, whatever you're doing, you're probably doing too much. <laughs> I just think our faces should be on a billboard. I Ooh. think that would look stunning. I, went, I, I looked at the hashtag again and people are still arguing about washing your legs. <gasps> and there's that... So... <laughs> I, sorry, I must say that I do follow and prescribe to black Twitter mostly. Yeah. Um, and it is seeming like the black people are just outraged by white people saying they don't wash their legs <laughs> um and what's really funny there's, there's some white people coming forward saying like um i never used to wash my legs but i do now because of this good like well you know you know teach one reach one <laughs> <laughs> wash your legs wash all your body wash your whole entire body everything needs to be scrubbed and not with your hands 
Your hands are not washing implements. Oh, you're a flannel guy. I'm a flannel guy. Okay, see, I'm a, not a flannel guy. A flannel scrubber, um, a loofer. Loofer boy. Anything anything that scrubs harder than your skin can scrub on. Okay, skin. that's fair. I used to use loofers. I don't really I don't really use them anymore. I just I just use my hands, I'm not gonna lie. I just don't use my hands. Okay, well that's your business. But have I ever smelled? I mean, maybe. No, actually to to your credit, you've not smelled, but I go kind of in as well. I'm very like one limb at a time. Is it a limb? Limb. <laughs> <laughs> one limb at a time. One limb. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, so limb. Okay, so what's our last question? So our last question is from Amy. And she wants to ask us both who we've been in lockdown with and if we've had any massive rouse is that what you say yeah um over something absolutely tiny lol um i've been staying with my sister um and her husband and of course the two little boys and it's been really magical actually um we've not had any rouse um it's been it's been very chill it's nice to be around the family obviously and be around the boys in particular it's been it's been really great to just have some time to just chill with my family, yeah. you know. Not 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 something that I get the chance to do. So mm. I'm cool. I mean, <laughs> I'm cool. Me and my sister, me and my sister, have always got along really, really, really well growing up. And we had, we've never really because there's a bit of an age difference as well. Mm. So we never really had like, like that going at it yeah. thing that brothers and sisters do. Um, yeah, and it's number love. What about <laughs> you? Um, I've been quarantining with my partner steven i can't really think of anything specific but i think we've definitely had little things but um i think there was one that was quite big where i think i probably called you or something and was probably crying but i it it is just i don't know i mean <laughs> well look you know you locked you literally locked down together i yeah. mean you two spending quite a lot of time together anyway Jeez, yeah. so i mean it's not hugely different i guess not no i'm thankful for the spare room though yeah um, if you need some space from each other. Yeah, because like Stephen will go in here and do a lot of music and stuff. And I'll play Sims in the other room. <laughs> I was going to ask you though, because that there has been uh, some rows okay. in your household. Okay, so <clears throat> there has been, there's, there have been some incidences. Uh, okay, so <laughs> actually yesterday morning, I was chilling in the living room. And um, I said like a scream from the kitchen. <laughs> Then I heard Jude say, keep still, Izzy. I'm like, okay, what's going on in there? So I just walk in there straight away. I don't know why I just had an instinct to walk in there straight away. What do I see? We have these like um, these like stools mm. in the kitchen. And the, the footrest is, is like a, a D-shaped ring around the kind of bottom of the thing. Yeah. Izzy had put his head through there. Oh my God. And was like just screaming. Um, so I ran and like, I kind of like grabbed his body so he wasn't moving so much, trying to grab his head, but his, he was like trying to turn his head out of there, like with all his mind, like, yeah. no, 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 keep, keep still, still, keep still. And I call Monique down, Monique's like, Monique comes down to the kitchen, sees me on the floor, holding Izzy's head in this thing. And she's like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but she kept it, she kept a really level head and oh, she got him out of there really quickly. I just kind of held his body so he couldn't move and try to wriggle out. Um, and then he was like a bit, you know, wounded, obviously, and just went 
had a cuddles for, for five minutes or for so. For like and 30 seconds. And, and literally he was back to normal. I know, they're like, so crazy little kids, aren't they? Um, but uh, so around the start of lockdown, um, Monique bought a fish a fish tank for the boys. Because <laughs> um, we're looking for, you know, you know, something to entertain the boys. Because fish are so entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Monique. <laughs> but it, um, I so mean, they look cute. They look cute. Um, so anyway, we got two goldfish, two guppies. Um, but at uh, so, some point last week, the the goldfish they got restless, they got hungry, and they devoured one or both of them devoured the two guppies. And the water was just real cloudy and like green. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, Why does it get green? Because they poop or something? Yeah, like the oh, the goldfish always have poo hanging out their asses. <laughs> it's horrible. Anyway, so like I'm so I go I call Monique down like Monique, where are the, the guppies? Like where are the guppies? Because I wake because that that night actually I fell asleep in the living room and woke up to the guppies not being there. Ooh. So I was like, where are the guppies? They were waiting for you to sleep, and so then, you wouldn't so you wouldn't catch them in the right cr- in the crime. And then Monique, um, <laughs> Monique instantly goes into panic mode. Oh my god! And I start panicking because the boys are there as well, and um. Yeah, it's, there's a whole debate going on about whether the guppies are actually eaten or whether there's dead bodies floating around. Oh, there. no. Like, there's no dead bodies, but they're gone. They go, they've been eaten. <laughs> I did a quick Google search, like, goldfish will eat anything if they're hungry enough. So they must have been real hungry, but mm. also... Aren't we all? We all hungry, but mm. also trying to follow, the, like, the, not overfeeding them. Right, okay. So it's a hard... It's a hard balance. Oh, you can see some, some chunky goldfish, can't you? They yeah. They can get a bit chunky. The, and they, like... Literally, they must they put on weight overnight. Cause like these goldfish are looking like hench at the moment. <laughs> thick. Yeah, thick. Um, and uh, so the other day, on I can't remember what day it was Saturday or something. I did like a deep clean of the fish tank. Oh. It was real nasty in there, but there was no dead bodies for sure. There was a lot of poo. <laughs> um, it's really, and you know, it's. It's a hard thing to to keep the balance off because you gotta like you want to have some natural plants in there to give it more oxygen and eat yeah. some of the bacteria, but you don't want them to go overgrow. So you have to have some fake plants. So yeah, and um, you know you have to keep your filters and your pH levels and whatever else. It's not very fun. It's no. not very fun. No. And for the, for the and what do you get back? Yeah, from for, from a goldfish as well. Like who just ate your other fish that you paid money for? Good right. money. Good money. Yeah, my hard good earned. Gu- my good guppy money. Like down the drain. Well, it wasn't down the drain because no. it was eaten. Well, it was on the on the floor because it was pooed out afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you've I mean, had a, you've had a a wild oh yeah I mean week. <laughs> but I also decided that I really want fish as well. I do actually want some fish. I want some like kind of more exotic fish. I you want, can't see me. I'm eye rolling. I want, <laughs> but I want you know the ones that clean up that suck up on the floor, and the windows and stuff. Oh. You know the ones, they're not cute, they're ugly. Yeah, yeah, but they're clean. Yeah, um, I want call, more. I can't remember what they're because called. Because that, that eliminates the need for a lot of water changes. Because we try to do a 75% water change. Why don't they just get one of those? Because I think they're quite, I don't know, I don't think it's suitable for that tank that they have. Right oh, right, now. okay, fair. You know, it's a whole, you got to have the right conditions for these kind of uh, animals. So, you know, you got you to gotta make sure you're, you're keeping them responsible. So you want a dog and you want fish. Well, you know, I can't have a dog really because you keep telling me I can't have a dog. So wow. I can't have a dog. 
some kind of some fish. She's like, okay. Your tone is very pointed right it's now. It's very pointed because you keep trying to take my things away from me. I went in a dog. You told me not to have a dog. You seem upset. Good. I'm glad you're reading my <laughs> upset. <laughs> no, it's just because my dad always said to me, you can't have a dog. I know, but it's true. We can't. It's not It's not sensible. It's just, yeah. You, you don't want to be that person who brings their dog everywhere, do you, Dom? No, sorry. <laughs> That's it for the no shit. Beautiful gowns. Is it for? Excuse me. You're doing too much. You're too much. You're too much right now. <laughs> okay, sorry. We're gonna close out this uh, this uh, question section mm. with some musica. Oh yes. Okay. So my music spotlight for the week. So this is an mention. It's not my actual spotlight, but if you're a Leanne Havis fan, mm. you need to go and go onto iTunes, Apple Music. Um, I think Spotify might have it too. But she's just uh, released four tracks from her upcoming album. <gasps> cool. And they are really, really good. Um, it's they kind of give you like the four. I guess the four different vibes you might get from the album overall. It's four very different songs. Um, musically, lyrically. Um, conceptually, uh, production-wise, all really, really good. But that is not my song for the week because that's uh, four songs. That is just a little, um, you know, news blast on mm -hmm. the music front for me. So my music spotlight for the week, um, obviously not Leanne because that was a little news bulletin, um, is Chloe and Halle again. Uh, the single, second single from the album called Forgive Me. The music video, the song is just really high quality. Um, they have a budget, clearly. They've given you a storyline. They've given you choreography. They're giving you looks. They're giving you special effects. They're giving you attitude, beauty. Um, you know, what more could you want from a music, from a music video? Everything. It gives you every level, every layer of a music video that you need to be, you know, ticked. There's it's ticks by all of them, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, it's really just, it's really good. So this is Forgive Me, Enjoy. Maiden type of shoes. <laughs> that was too much. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed our little musical interlude. Oh, brown cow. Sterling. <laughs> our soundboard has really been popping off today, so hope hopefully you're enjoying it as yeah. much as we are. Please do write in and let us know if you are loving the soundboard as much as we are, because yeah. I am dying every time you press something on here. It's so good. It's so um, funny, isn't it? So right, we're in the final we're in the section. Final section. We're gonna do a little a little horoscope check-in. Oh, of course, the zodiac check. Yeah. You wanna go first this yeah, week? Yeah, I can go first. <clears throat> so this is a weekly one for Ms. Gemini. Mm -hmm. June 29th till July 5th. You may be pushed to release something you've been clinging to. Deep in your heart, you may realize that it's time for this situation or person to leave your life. But a side of you may resist. As empowering Jupiter connects with volcanic Pluto in an intense zone on Monday, mm. it can trigger events that push you to let go. 
At the same time, the focus on your personal financial sector, why is it always? Look, literally, your coins are up for debate right now. Why? Honestly, why? I'm working hard. Okay. <sighs> yeah. And links to inspirational Uranus. Um, could see ideas forming about how to increase your income. Bitch, what does Uranus know about my income? Just as I thought. Trash. Um, some of these could show up through your intuition. I do love a bit of intuition or in a dream. I always have dreams. Um, if you... Sorry, I'm commenting through the the read through. Okay, yeah, yeah, just yeah. live for it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if you follow through, good things can happen. You're doing too much. Wow. Sorry. No, sorry. Um, <laughs> your sector of transformation is very much in focus this week as cautious Saturn moves back in, encouraging you to embrace your shadow side and bring Ooh. it. I don't think we need any more of my shadow side, and bring it to the light. I don't know. Whew. At the same time with a lunar eclipse in Capricorn. Yeah. I think I am. Oh, no, I might be Sagittarius. Right. Uh, moon, I can't remember. On Saturday, consider making a push to release anything that is no longer working for you. So that's like full circle, right? Going back to the top. What are you wow. thinking? Wow. Okay. That's good. So it's basically, it's like, you know, it's a renewing period. Very that. Because well, we're like at the end in it of, of my... Gemini season is officially yeah. over. Yeah. So I guess it's like... What is it now? Cancer? Cancer. Isn't it? Oh, you're good. Because you know. do the Beyonce song. Yeah. I can't Capricorn, Aquarius, <laughs> Pisces, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer. Oh, Libra, Oh, I got that wrong. Sorry. Oh, Ignore that. Um, so, yeah, I feel like, again, it's reading me for my my um, financial situation, which is like, does it not know that Corona is a thing? Yeah, and um, you need to buy garments to feel better. It's it's true, and shoes. So I say buy, I say buy what you want, worry about it later. <laughs> the way you just looked at me Dominic, there. <laughs> you need to understand that you have reach and you have responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. So Libra. Miss Libra. Yes. So on Monday, a powerful Jupiter-Pluto tie could find you breaking with family tradition and doing something that surprises you, surprises others in your clan. For a a while, you've been busy trying to establish your own space within the family union. Yeah. And the coming days could see some positive action unfolding in this regard. Oh my God. I'm gagged. (laughs) At the same time, there's a delightful interplay of energies that can highlight ideas regarding your career, business, and goals. Love. Insights may be shared and opportunities revealed that could work out well for you if you're ready to make a move. Mm. On make Wednesday, a move, bitch. On Wednesday, <laughs> sobering Saturn. <laughs> sobering? Mm, okay. Wait, but I'm, I'm not intoxicated. So, sobering Saturn moves back in, into your domestic sector and remains here until December 16 which could further increase your a desire to restructure the side of your life. It can assist you physically in terms of remodeling your home and emotionally as family members make key decisions that result in dynamic changes. Sorry. I'm... Finally, Saturday's lunar eclipse in Capricorn can be a chance to get rid of clutter that may be clamping <gasps> your style. Do not talk to me about clutter. <laughs> Do not for one second. Okay, so I'm moving house this week. <laughs> 
So that is like, whoa. I'm in my house. I'm actually like, I've got, I've been down to my mum's house and got all my old stuff up. And there's so much decluttering that I need to do. I literally need to sit and go through everything. I'm like, this is trash. Put it away. Like, I'm a, I'm a hoarder, people. Okay, so... Mm-hmm. I have a lot of souvenirs. As mm-hmm. I, did I say this last week as well? I think I did. No, you didn't. I'm a hoarder. Um, I've like trinkets and things of that nature. Old clothes. I I have a t-shirt that I wore yesterday that I've had since I was 15 years old that I refuse to throw away. I'm, but if I'm, you still wear it, that's fine. You know, there is a definitely um, a clean-up that needs to happen. Also, um, this whole thing about um, remodeling your home and emotionally. Wait. <clears throat> yeah, I know what you mean. The job thing. What you say about career? Um, highlighted is regarding your career, business, and goals. Like, I'm at the moment. I'm on this, I'm on this goal setting tip. You know, I'm very aware, like, of how we used to work and um, how it benefited me and how it didn't benefit me. Obviously, financially, we were making way more money um, and being able to do a lot of things. And in terms of like my own personal goals, like you know, being an artist or whatever else. I used to, you know, I gig so much so I can have money to do the things I want to do. But actually, it, a lot of the time it doesn't serve me to be gigging so much because you, you're gigging so much. And you're also in the habit of like, of letting things, like once a gig is done, you're on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. The payout is very instant. And you could be like, you know, two, three years ago now, I was on, I opened up a glassery pyramid stage with Hacienda Classical, which was an amazing experience, obviously. But then that's gone, next yeah. gig, that's gone, next gig, that's gone, next gig. And there's been lots of things like that. But with like being an artist, you can't behave like that. You have to see everything through to, from the start to the finish. Yeah. And just as an attitude change, it's really hard to adjust that unless if you're not really goal orientated. And I think there was a period of time where I was really like, really, really focused um yeah. like when i was in my masters mm-hmm. i was like you know i didn't have a social life i was i was going home i was practicing i was working out i was literally like the thin like the best shape i've ever been mm-hmm. like you know snatched mm-hmm. um i was vocally the best i've ever been sorry sorry, <laughs> sorry. i meant to break beautiful gown that one. Oh my god uh, the cost of me doing that was you know i didn't have much life outside of what i was doing i was gigging loads um but i was really prepared for the gigs mm. i was super prepared everything kind of lent itself to me being better at my job um but uh, you know i have to restructure that now and i think the good thing about having a job in lockdown is that i'll probably continue a job alongside music now i think just to have some separation mm-hmm. um actually and at work i have a lot of time to think and i'm be actually more inspired creatively um than i have been in the last few months um i'm more driven to do what i you know to do performing and be creative and mm-hmm. make some music because in that place of work like you are you're nobody but someone who works here. Mm-hmm. And I quite like that that side of it too. That it's like, you know, no one's expecting anything of me more than the job that everyone yeah. else is doing. Yeah. And um, so it's a good mental break from that as well. So, you know, I've literally been having these, convers- these conversations all week about how I'm going to continue once the lockdown ends and how we're going to carry on and be better than we were before. Mm. And I do... Really, my my one of my big goals is to to do something with 
my artistry um, because I believe in myself and I believe that I'm capable. You know, I've worked really hard and I want to be able to, you know, make a good decision about how I'm going to progress with that and a sensible decision that is not too much asking too much of myself in terms of isolating myself socially mm. um, and tiring myself uh, having yeah. or burning out. Mm. You know what I mean? So that is, this horoscope is... She's very on point. Wow. Just wow. I think we're almost ready to wrap up, isn't it? Yes. Final thoughts and feelings. Anything you want to announce this week? I just want to formally say, you know, even Gemini on Instagram, uh, <laughs> she does have some music out there for your ears. Oh, um, and we have a thing where we, I think you sang on pretty much all of my stuff. Well, most of my stuff. I sang on some of her stuff. You can catch me on War um, in the final oh chorus. Oh my God, it's of my, true. my low octave. Oh my God, um, that was so even, Evens on my next track coming out <gasps> called Limit to Your Love. Is it close? Well, I was going to release it on the 31st of July, but now Beyonce is releasing Black is King on that same okay, day. So well, now we I'm can't like, I can't. Mm, I won't do it. Is it sooner? Oh, no. It's no, that's not sensible. Is it? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so excited about that. So that could, that's going to be good when it comes out. That's a song that myself, Stephen, and Even wrote. Um, produced by Andre Hutchinson. That's going to come out soon. But of course, my song Rap and the music video for that is out too. So have a yeah. listen and a look at that. I um, I want to start um, a Patreon for our podcast. So you can subscribe um, and have new content, exclusive content a la carte. Um, <laughs> and you can, uh, you know, support us financially because we, we need some money. It's too. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's the way you can support us basically and get some extra content um, exclusive to you. Um, so we'll we'll post a link up to our Patreon uh, with other links too. I want to post a link on the um, there's like a link tree going around where it's got loads of information on how you can support the Black Lives Matter movement. Yes. So you know you can educate yourself, um, sign any petitions mm. um, and things like that. Yeah, because I think even if. There might be an episode where we don't mention it or talk about it. Obviously, Black Lives Matter today, tomorrow, and every always. other day. Um, so we just want to put that out there. Yeah, sure. And um, what else? I think I'm done. I'm also done. I can't that think of anything cute. else. It was a Very fun episode. Fun. I laughed a lot. What's Sorry, fun? everyone, for the cackles. <laughs> I've got like um, a, th- a throat thing, not even a throat thing, a sinus thing going on at the moment. Oh. Hey, FIFA. So oh, I sound yeah, a bit blocked real. up. I didn't <laughs> I didn't notice that but so I, I can hear it like I can hear it if someone's speaking like my nose sounds blocked to me so it doesn't to me but then you have on the other side you have my amazing cackle that I've, I've somehow come out yeah in quarantine right my laugh has just changed it compa- who are you I don't know I'm scared <laughs> but it's fun. it's all good well thank you for listening to Team too much. Pow, 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 pow. Bye. Beautiful gowns. <laughs> oh, brown cow. Stop it. <laughs> Black Jesus. Just as I thought. Beautiful <laughs> gowns. See you next week. <laughs>